I'm Jess McCauley, and I am a theater maker, and I am also an introvert. I'm Phil Rickaby, and I am a writer and performer, and I'm also an introvert, and this is The Introvert's Guide to... introverts guide to we talk about the introvert life and how to live it to the fullest we will choose a topic and discuss it as well as try to find other helpful hints on social media and on the internet at large if you want to drop us a line we would love to hear from you you can find us on twitter and instagram at introvert guide to the number two and you can find the website at introvertsguide2.com if you want to send us a message, you can do that through the website, or you can email us at stuff at gmail.com. And remember, we may use your questions or comments on an upcoming episode of The Introvert's Guide too. And if you like the podcast and you listen on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a comment and a five-star rating. Your comments and ratings help new people to find this show. <clears throat> But even better, whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, if you know someone that you think might like The Introvert's Guide too, tell them about it. Some of our favorite podcasts became our favorites because someone we know told us about them. It's been how many months? Oh my gosh. We finished end of January, beginning of February? Something like that. When? Oh, my God. I mean, I guess we should just jump in and sort of say, so, Jess, what have you been up to? <laughs> well, it's 7 o'clock when we're recording. So yes. right now I have a son who's probably kicking and screaming uh, bath time. Just kidding. He's really cute and sweet. But, yeah, he hates bath time and bedtime. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I've been preoccupied with the cutest little seven-month-old. Well, now he's seven months. I'm no longer pregnant, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing that happens. That was like one of the first things I said post-delivery is, I can't believe I'm not pregnant anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was so swollen. <laughs> I told everybody who said that, you know, we're taking a break because you were ha you had a baby and that's sort of like going to be a thing. Now. I hate to call you out. That's a lie. I love no, to do call it. You out. No, do it. I call me call out. out. Call me out. So, Mike, how long did you think it was going to be before we would get back to this pre-birth? Okay, listeners, listeners. I decided that I was going to do a whole map out of like all these episodes we can bank up. I went all the way to the end of March. I was due like beginning of March and I, I delivered end of February. And I said to Phil, sweet, sweet Jess said to Phil, Hey, listen, I'll be ready to go at the end of March, which is like a month post delivery. And, and Phil cut me off pretty quickly and <laughs> said, look, 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 just go, just go. Don't even think about it. Yeah. yeah. I was I think hopeful. I, said, I think I said you, before you commit to that, why don't you just, you, you let me know when you're ready to come back. And me, oh no, I'll be fine. Don't worry about it. I'll come to my parents' house. And meanwhile, meanwhile, that's where I'm I'm recording right now, by the way, is Studio Macaulay is my mom pa's house. Because like I said, it's bedtime right now and we do not want to hear a crying baby. But 
I was not prepared for colic. I wasn't prepared for like just bad newborn gas they got going on. Like it just was, it was an adjustment period that I had no idea like coming in. It was a storm. It it, it was something. I mean, were you even prepared about for, did you have a, a sense before your son was born how all encompassing motherhood would be? I mean, I already nannied my niece and nephew and, and, you know, right from when he was a newborn. So I had an idea, but I was a bit naive in that I didn't read any of the parenting books. I read nothing, (laughs) nothing, (laughs) nothing going in. I was like, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. So were you, were you, after birth, were you like cramming books? Were you like, oh my God, what's going on? I Not until it was about a month later when I was about pulling my hair out of like, how do I get this kid to sleep? Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, is this normal? Like, what's going on? There was so much I was not prepared for. And not only that, something that's not talked about is the recovery process. That was a whole different story. To not only jump into motherhood, but to also find a way to take care of yourself physically because I was, I was just not okay. I was Mm. not okay for a bit there. Well, I think that, that one of the things we do a disservice in this, in the, in our society is we don't really talk about motherhood and we don't really talk about that recovery period. We don't don't talk about what birth is going to be like, Mm because I think if, if 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 women were and other people were honest with each other, nobody would fucking do it ever. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> I remember, oh my goodness. And and like I just remember being in that delivery room and it's just you're in a whole other world, first of all, of like just your I do have a funny story I am going to mention, by the way, but just before I get there, you're just in this whole other world and I I don't even think, even if I did read a book, nothing prepares you for what was to come. And nothing prepared me more than, like, or sorry, nothing could have prepared me for the doctor saying, Jess, the epidural's not coming. You're just going to do this. You're going to, it's coming now. We're doing this. That, that happened. That happened. You didn't know this? So the listeners, the, the, those, the listeners can't, can't see the fact that I had to like, put my job yeah. back <laughs> yeah like that did I not tell you no you did not oh my goodness oh my goodness yeah I was supposed to have it like I I had to be I had to be induced because like I was hypertensive so you probably noticed when we were recording I was I was very swollen like my blood pressure was through the roof and so I, I had to be induced early but yeah they they induced me and they said okay epidural's coming in an hour and but the contractions already started and you know i could only have my husband in the room so i didn't even have my mom i didn't have my right. sister nobody which in in the long run was sort of nice to be able to have that quiet time cuz you don't yeah. sleep in the hospital it's not like the <laughs> movies where you see no. them sleeping and just lulling about nope you're not it's it you're up and at them but yeah it was about an hour and a half and then the the you know i my son was already coming and they were like, it's too late. We got to do this now. And it was a long process, but funny story, funny story. So my husband not prepared at all. 
And I'm in so much pain. I'm in a lot of agony. And I was, I can feel like the sweat coming. And I was like, can I just get a cold cloth, something? And I can hear my husband asking around for it. And I hear the nurse say, we don't have any cloths, but we do have a towel. So you can take the towel and maybe just run a part of it underneath the sink. He comes back and flops this wet, cold, sorry, one second. Oh my goodness. I got a phone call. We're letting that go. Oh my gosh. I silenced it. He comes back and he flops this cold, heavy, soaking wet towel on my face. Just, just like, just like, just like, oh, just, 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 just Phil, he waterboarded me. <laughs> just, <laughs> I'm just like trying to like, <laughs> and then the, the, I'll the poor talk, I'll talk. I know. And then the poor guy was not prepared. Like I said, he told me to relax while I was trying to breathe through a contraction. And I just, I don't think I've ever seen him so terrified like of, of me. Like <laughs> it was a scary did moment. You, <laughs> did you snap? I, I may have. I, there was yeah. like the shoot of daggers of like, don't you tell me to relax right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's of course the worst thing that you can say in that moment. It, it is actually like the worst any thing moment, like yeah. any moment. Don't ever say it. Like telling someone to calm down. Like, no, 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 no. I'm going to feel yes, this. That's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. It's like when somebody is really pissed saying calm down or, or stressed or any, or giving birth folks, if I could express anything to you as listeners, if you were thinking about something, if you're facing a similar situation to Jess's husband, please do not do not. Tell your partner to calm down. Ever. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that was good. It was good. But other than that, seven months later, mom, hmm. momhood's looking good. Good. Yeah. Now, as as since this is a podcast for introverts and not a mommy podcast, I thought that I would <laughs> I would ask, as an introvert, what's the what's the what has surprised you the most about the way that people interact with you? Now that you have a baby with you, they people in public are attracted to you like a magnet. They want to see your baby. They want to talk to you. They want to mm. just coo over your little bundle. And I have had to now make sure that my earplugs are in or like my, my headphones are in mm -hmm. and I just do not make eye contact. Just keep going. Just, just fly through the grocery store or down the street, wherever you got to go. They want to talk to you. And let me tell you something. My baby is very cute. So it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> very it's cute. Also, it's, also, it's also difficult because if you start talking to the one person, you're never going to get out of there because the next person is going to come and talk to you. Yep. Yep. Every time. But did you not know that as a mother, you're there for their entertainment? That's right. And they also are allowed to give unsolicited advice. Oh, of course. Yes, absolutely. Because again, things that a new mother or a young mother or any mother wants is unsolicited advice from strangers. Yes. And the most popular one is it's like 35 degrees out and I don't have socks on my son. I'm not going to put socks on him out in the heat. And I, no. it, every time, every time 
put socks on him. No. (laughs) (laughs) So the last time I saw you in public was at a certain show. Yeah. So Jess came to see the first, my first time doing my new show before I took it to another French festival. And I did this little sort of preview in Toronto. And it was, it was a stressful performance for me, actually. Was it? Why? Well, first off, it was the first time doing it in front of people. Okay. Yeah. Very true. And I was struggling so hard with, with the words. You know, a lot of people think that because you wrote a thing, it must therefore be easier for you to remember the thing, to learn the lines. But I can tell you that is not true. As I, as Jess knows, you use a different part of your brain to write than you do to, to, to learn the words. And do you, like, does anyone honestly think that us performers have a handle on how our mind works in that way? Like, no, my ideas are all over the place. You think I'm going to memorize that? No, not, not, not while I'm, not while I'm writing it. Cause it's going to change so many times. It's going to change. Hell, it might change while I'm trying to learn it. Sorry, just to say like the worst part is though, is that your writer's mind has like the most amazing lines that you want to put out there. And, and you're just so set on saying them, performing them and, and just giving them life. And then the performer side of you that has to memorize all of that will just drop it like hot coals. Yeah, absolutely. It, you will absolutely. not remember it. No, and there, I think, so I know that when I was performing, when you saw it, Jess, I know there was a chunk that I skipped. I can't remember what it was, but I know there was a chunk I skipped. And there were a couple of things that were out of order, and I may have to run back and, and do that. But that actually continued. I was still struggling with it at the Fringe. And I think it was only after my first two performances there out of six that I I sort of managed to 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 really sort of do it well. And unfortunately, that audience where I finally got it down was actually a really hot audience. Like they were laughing from the jump, like before I even came in. Oh, that's awesome. I love those audiences. I mean, who what doesn't? I did was I had I had some of the 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 loop that, that you had had written. There was it would it would play in the house and people mm-hmm. sometimes would notice it a little bit. But then I like had a whole section before I actually came out where I let it play. And they were just, that audience was, was laughing right from there, from there. But you gave me like the best, the best direction notes. And, and just the direction was to be so chipper. It's annoying. And so I decided that it would be even better to be an obnoxious flight attendant that just doesn't stop smiling. It was perfect. (laughs) It was exactly what I needed. What I had done, just so the listeners know, I had at the beginning and throughout the play, I mentioned this this record that the character's parents gave him as a teenager to help him learn to be less introverted. It, the album is called Be More Outgoing, Be More You. And Jess did uh, a section of it that I wrote as sort of like an intro. And when she was recording it, she, she I got a text message. I was that was just like, I hate myself. Cause I did. <laughs> there was a few lines that you wrote, and like honestly, I think you should release it. I think I think the listeners need to hear it. There was a couple of lines in there. Like, what was the one? It was one where you were saying how many friends you should start out with at a party, and you mentioned the number, and I was like, "What?" It was what like I think it was this? like 
15 or something. Yeah. Start with 15. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, it was, I, I, and I knew it was, I, I knew that it was going to be both hard for you, but also that you'd have fun with it. I think of it like payback of all those times I've made you cringe. I thought of it as good payback. That's good. That's good. We get to do that next week. The one thing that I f- was was kind of fun was seeing how people reacted to it because I thought that a lot of the people who came out to see the show would be introverts. And there were a lot, but I think during the course of the show, a lot of people who were in the audience realized that they were actually ambiverts because as we know, ambiverts outnumber full extroverts and introverts. And I really knew that because the pins I was sell. Okay. So I sold pins. They, they helped to subsidize like ticket sales and like get some extra money. And the, the, I had, they based it on traffic like colors. So I had red introvert, amber, ambivert, and green extrovert buttons. And I sold them after the show. And I actually had to get more ambivert buttons made in the middle of the run. That's so awesome. I, I, I underestimated the power of buttons just as merchandise, Mm. but you'd be so surprised now how much the idea of that is catching on at parties at mm-hmm. big functions. It, it, that's amazing because it makes the space more inclusive too, right? So Absolutely. people are going to make that a word of mouth. Well, I also found like as I was walking around, you could tell the people who came to the show because they were wearing the buttons. So as I was like out and about, people would, would be wearing them. So that was that was always fun. Yeah. Oh, that's so amazing. Merchandise, merchandise. <laughs> Listen, I mean, the thing is, I have I have a lot left over. So... Hey, if somebody's listening and they want an introvert button, hey, message us on the in, the Instagram or something and we can maybe work something out. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 And Phil will send you a little letter too. <laughs> I love that I voluntold. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you, you, like, uh, we didn't discuss that. We didn't we did discuss not. that. We didn't discuss anything before this. Okay. It's true. We didn't. <laughs> This is the, because it's a catch up. It's like one of the, 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 the least prepared episodes we ever do. Because you just, you just need to surprise each other. You do. Yeah. You need to come into this as least prepared as possible. Yeah. Now, one of the (laughs) things, you know, I'm, I'm, I was at the, at the Fringe Festival in St. John, New Brunswick, and I was so happy to be reminded that it's not really a flyering fringe. I bought flyers. Did I pay for flyers? Yes, I did. But it's not really a flyering fringe. It's a small festival. And so most people, they try to see as many as they can. And uh, so they're probably going to come and see your show anyway. So you don't even have to be out handing out flyers. And uh, But posters, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. I've, n- I've never seen a fringe where posters are not a thing. And there's usually those community walls, too, where they're just plastered with yeah. fringe posters. Yeah, for sure. Yep. But yeah, no, it was it was it was good to do it. It was good to be back on stage for after two years. That's awesome. Yeah. I got to do that myself. I was at a storytelling event here in Niagara. I actually got to I don't really do much in Niagara. I, I you know, I've done like some community theater here, but, you know, to actually get back in as as the professional artist and to present myself as a storyteller was nice to 
it's nice to reintroduce myself, especially now in this stage in my life where I really need the creative outlet. So that was lovely to come back and now to start making, get more gigs (laughs) as, as the professionals call it. (laughs) What did you, what, what, what kind of story did you tell? What was it about? I talked about cleaning, (laughs) shocker, but I did talk about just my, my, neuroses really of, of how I just need everything to match how I want to feel. But I linked it with my, with my past in school of maybe not feeling like I fit in. I, I was, you know, I was held back in kindergarten because I had, I, I was diagnosed with auditory processing disorder. Right. And at the time, not so much anymore, but at the time it was appropriate to hold kids back and and really you shouldn't be doing that. So there's, you know, a lot of research has come forward about how it affects your mental health and your self-esteem. And so I used cleaning as a way to show people how smart and put together I was and how grown up I really was. And really it just turned into something. It it turned into a beast really, Mm. because like I will drop all of my creativity and all those free moments just to get some cleaning done. Like right now, I'm trying to get my house up on the market. So lots of cleaning, lots of decluttering. I'm redoing a storage closet right wow. now. Wow. It's it's a lot. So I just, I have to put that fine balance of, look, I don't want to miss any time with my son. Mm-hmm. I don't want to miss any time of developing stories. But I have to get this done. So how do we make this bite-sized and manageable? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's, a, that's a big question. Very tricky. Uh, so, yeah. I actually have a question because we haven't discussed your ADP on this on this podcast before. Yes. Now, I know that you you will watch things with subtitles on. I do it because I'm lazy. <laughs> also, sometimes there are things that you learn from subtitles that you don't learn from listening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I pretty much always have the subtitles on. Doing something like this made more complicated for you because of your auditory processing disorder. Not necessarily because I have to wear the headphones and, and your sound is so prominent. I'm, and I can see you like I, early when we started doing this podcast, we didn't see each other. Yeah. We, we just, everything was pure audio. So it was a little tricky at that point, but now that I, you know, we have it face to face, my mind is fully focused on you because listeners, if you're not familiar with APD is, it means that sounds can come in the ear the the receptors are gargling up all the information and some of it probably just doesn't get to the brain to process the information properly in order to create a response. So sometimes I'll just hear and that's where it can be confused with ADD because you're not listening. You have low attention. Like you're just off in your own world. You can't stay focused. So, and and I'm actually in the midst of getting that reassessed. So there's Mm. a lot that's going on that wise, but podcasts I find recording, no problem. Listening passively, yeah, I gotta rewind a few times. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I, I pick and choose when I listen to a podcast too. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's there's a good time and a bad time for it. <laughs> that there is. It's it's interesting because do you find so did you were you a big club goer back in in, in the day? I almost said in your youth. But you're not. You're still. You're still young, like me. So Aww. when you were when you were pre motherhood, 
did you did you do nightclubs? Did you go to to dancing and shit like that? I I went like a few times. We didn't stay long. Never, never long. Like I think I only ever stayed once mm. at a club, and it was not of my own volition. It was a friend's birthday, so <laughs> <laughs> I had a favor. Yeah, exactly. Priorities. Interesting. I remember because I I was for for quite a while. I worked at a bar and stuff like that. I so I spent a lot of time in bars and like. At the 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 club I worked at, it was also a place where I hung out. So busting tables, I would I would bust the tables, and then I'd sit and chat with people, and then I bust the tables, and it, you know that sort of thing. Years later, maybe ten years after that, when the bar was about to close, I went one night, and my ability to hear people while music was playing was gone. Oh yeah gone because i'm you know i wasn't as young as i used to be and so my ability to separate the sound of the music from the people talking to me i, I was just like i i can't even do this so i left is that something that, that, that you have found like either going to concerts or things like that i just came back from a concert past saturday and because people had to really yell into your ear I I actually found it got worse because I mm, I just mm, yeah mm. it was too much stimuli coming in. So that, yeah. it was way too much. It was like an overload. So I I definitely had to just focus on the music. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like I limited conversation. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Is there so, you know, we're getting back into this and we'll we'll go back to our usual schedule of releasing these episodes every 2 weeks. And we, you know, well, we're we're coming up with with topics as we always do. If you're listening and you have ideas, you, things that you questions you want to ask, things you want us to talk about, send them in because, of course, we're always happy to to address the things that that you're curious about. Oh Next gosh. time, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about. I think we're calling this. Was it the hill I will die on? <laughs> Yes. Yes. The hill I will die on. I love it. <laughs> so every so often we're going to come up with a topic of of something where like each of us has maybe a differing opinion on that topic and we will we will discuss. So make sure that you find out what hill I will die on in two weeks when you hear this, the next episode. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a live wire, <laughs> especially just to give you a teaser. I'm not going to say what it is, but Phil's already given me the hill he will die on. I already have words for you. <laughs> I'm sure that I have you do. words. I'm sure that you do. <laughs> I'm going to get a good speaking to. Yeah, really. And I'm a mom now, so I can do that. <laughs> You really yeah. think you've developed the, you really think you've developed the mom voice already? I listen, I already nannied a toddler, okay? <laughs> I and and I and I I've been there. But you know, just just a quick thing here, Phil, a little missed opportunity of, you know, you can send us in everything. Yeah. We're listening. We were waiting for the one time to drop the Fraser. We're listening. Oh, Come my on, goodness. man. Oh my goodness. Okay, hold on. Hold it on. was right there. I know. Oh, I know. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me. Okay. If you have questions, please send them in. After all, we're listening. There it is. There it is. <laughs> I, know, I feel like that. I feel like that's like copywritten, but whatever. Sure. <laughs> it's coming back. It's free promo. They're doing a reunion. <laughs> They're doing fine. 
They're fine. Nobody's, nobody's going to confuse me with Fraser Crane. <laughs> well, no. They're... I mean, don't talk about my hairline. Don't <laughs> you talk about my hairline. I wasn't gonna. <laughs> I mean, I was. I was. I, knew, I but know I thought, you were. But I, but I thought better. I thought better. <laughs> I have missed you, Jess. <laughs> I missed you, too. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, I mean, we talked briefly about about the way that 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 you know people walk up to you to try to, uh, you know, get at your baby or whatever, and talk to you and give you unsolicited advice. Are there are there other things that are that are happening that make your introvert introverted mind twitch a bit? Have you you is still too young for play dates? I imagine so. That's not something you've had to deal with. I haven't had to deal with that. I've had a lot of guilt about it though. Because I'm not quite comfortable going to events that I don't have to go to just because like, you know, COVID is still a thing and I don't like my son already got sick. It broke my heart. So I do feel a little bit of guilt about that. The library has some wonderful programs and activities that, you know, Mm. you can bring your kid to and have story time, sing-alongs, and that's awesome. But also... There's a lot of billion other things I'd rather do than than go to that. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I also left a mom group on Facebook because that was just my notifications were blowing up with questions on Facebook and a lot of arguments were going on. And it just was it was too much. I have a lot of people that also check in with me on social media. So and that's lovely that I don't want to stop because those are my lovely friends and family. But, you know, if I if I have to start limiting things, then things like Facebook mom groups have to go. Play dates right now, they're not necessary. Eventually, yes. Eventually mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to. My son's gonna have to go into daycare. <laughs> my maternity leave is gonna be over at some point. <laughs> I don't want it to end. <laughs> but yeah. It, there's something about there's something about those those mommy groups because I mean again the the whole way that we that we deal with with motherhood in our society is pretty toxic. Mm-hmm. You must be perfect, mm-hmm. uh, and you must be willing to sub- you you wouldn't even if you are not willing to you will be subjected to the to the to the judgment of other mothers and other people who are not mothers who will freely tell you how you're doing doing the wrong thing you are expected to do everything be everything and to be perfect at it all and it's not fair and i i kind of feel like i haven't been part of a mommy group but everything i have ever heard of those mommy groups is like toxic and terrible you know it's not even just that it's toxic it's there's some questions in there that are just so of the obvious like you know, someone said their their newborn was running a fever of 104. Go to a hospital. You go to a hospital. You yeah. know, like, and they're sitting posting about it. Like, you know, what what do I do? Do I, you know, do I, I can't give them any, you know, acetaminophen right now, which there's a shortage, so you can't. So it's just, it's things like that, that just are, you know, mm. like, there's some other ones that are just a little bit more like common sense. So it's, it's, that's why I need to limit it. It's a, I can't yeah. keep reading these questions. Bless you. 
it's okay to ask there. Mm. I, I truly, truly do believe there's no such thing as a stupid question. I think it's a really rude thing to say when people are like, well, there is some questions like, no, man, people make mistakes. It's okay. Mm. Like ask away. You should, you should be free to ask these things without any judgment. Right. But there, I'm, then it's not a, but it's, you need to lead with your common sense as a parent. Yeah. Not even just a mom, as a parent, you need some common sense. If your kid's running a fever, go to the hospital. It's just, it's little things like that, that were just, just too much. And that's it's part of the reason why I had to leave. Yeah. No, I mean, if you are, if you are making all of your parenting decisions based on what the mommy group says, like you can't, <sighs> you're going to get lots of terrible advice on the internet. You will you're gonna get lots of terrible advice. Oh yeah. And if you ever want to see an argument ever explode in a mother's group, ask them if they should sleep on their back or on their stomach. Ask them. <laughs> ask them. Because I don't know why it, that just made me snort laugh, just, but it did. I have no judgment. Do you hear the back is best? No one's going to really know what that means, but like if, if back is best and that's fine. But if someone says, oh, my, my baby goes to sleep on their tummy, my mouth is shut. Yeah. My mouth is shut. It's not my business. And it's like, yeah. if, if you're comfortable, you're the parent, you know best. I'm going to get really fired up about this. <laughs> Like mind your business. That's that's the other thing is you just if no one asked, I don't want your advice. Breathe in, <laughs> breathe out. <laughs> you can do this, and that's why you left the group. That's why you left the group. I did the healthy choice, and I you left did. the group. I did. I did healthy choices. You know, it's funny you talk about no stupid questions. One of my favorite subreddits is explain it like I'm five. Where people will go on, they'll say, here's a complex thing. Somebody please explain this like I'm five. I love that. And it's great. It's great. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. And, and most so people awesome. are just like, and, and nobody is like, this is a stupid question because it's the entire purpose of the thing. Complex question. Explain it like I'm five. Exactly. And like, there's, you know, also the word stupid is such a terrible word. Like it's, it's incredibly triggering even for me. Mm -hmm. You know, again, bring oh, up yeah, the yeah, ADD. Yeah. Very triggering. I got that a lot when I was a kid. But well, so, like, I mean, we've we've talked about the fact that I have like this, 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 this calculia as well. So you better believe that I got called stupid in math class all the time by teachers and fellow students. So you know, it's a it's a similar thing, right? Yeah, but like if somebody wants to understand some like a complex idea and they really want to be able to process it, understand it, and then maybe teach somebody else. Why mm. would you ever hold somebody back from that with judgment and cruelty? Like it's cruel. Yeah. I think that, that, you know, it, it, it all comes down to, you know, the, 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 the purity of the question, mm -hmm. right? There's sometimes in some of those groups on Facebook, people ask a question in order to start the fight because they mm. thrive on the drama. For example, Okay, this is completely unrelated to anything. I wanted to share with you. Years ago, I was I worked in an office, and we kind of destroyed the the company staff email group that went to everybody because one guy asked. It's a dumb question. It's a dumb question, but people took sides and they argued about it pretty much for the day. And what even now, okay. if I was to go on, say LinkedIn. And message any of those people and ask this question. They would swear at me. What was what here's was the question? question? Okay, okay. The question is: Isn't a cup? Isn't isn't a muffin just a cupcake without icing? 
Oh, okay. Now, I I have strong feelings about this because I mean, mm-hmm. in terms of like because they're they're different. They are different. different. Very different. But lines were drawn. <laughs> no. Lines were drawn. The yes camp and the no camp. They were, they were like the emails were just flying for much of the day until finally the CEO was like, guys, this is hilarious, but it's got to stop. Just they're fundamentally different though. They, they are, they are fundamentally different. I agree with you. And I still, to this day, don't know if he was trolling or if he legitimately thought this, but he committed to the bit regardless. He committed to the bit and man, the lines were drawn. Oh my gosh. Like that's uh, the second you said it, my mind immediately went to who is in the yes camp? (laughs) Who are you? Here's the thing here. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. The the t-shirts and the t-shirts are one is a cupcake and one is a muffin. And that's, (laughs) that's how you determine like, which side are you on? It's the muffins, muffins versus the cupcakes. Or you could put it on buttons. We can't. We can't do that. Do you want to know why? Why? Introverts everywhere will have people coming up and talking to them and debating the crap out of that. We can't. Tor- we, we cannot torture them. You're correct. Our listeners correct. deserve more. Our <laughs> listeners don't deserve that torture. They really Our don't. Listeners do not deserve that torture at all. It's like that terrible advice in, in one of the party episodes when we were like, first was like, where's something interesting that people can comment on? And I was like, fuck your life. <laughs> I I will not. I will not. I do I not, not want I do not want random people coming and talking to me. It's like I had there's one exception, one exception to that. After mm-hmm. the latest season of of Stranger Things, I got a Hellfire Club t-shirt and I will wear that and people will walk by and they'll be like cool shirt and I love it. I love it. But nobody is like, oh, tell me about the shirt. Like nobody's like, that's because that's the difference between the two is, you know, that the advice in that was like, uh, wear an interesting thing that people can ask you about and know, <laughs> but you know, wear a t-shirt that people recognize and they go, T- cool t-shirt, dude. And you're like, yeah, you're my people. That's, that's cool. That's it. The, that's definitely. cool. But not like, tell me about that necklace you're wearing. I would love to hear its story. I didn't wear it for you. Shut up. I love that so much. Why do you wear a feather in your chapeau, sir? (laughs) I would do that. I would do that to you. I would get you a Christmas gift and I would be guilting you for not wearing it. You would give me like a hat with a feather in it so that people could walk up and ask me why I have a feather in my chapeau. Here's my answer. Here's my answer. Why are you wearing a feather in your chapeau, sir? Because fuck you, that's why. That's that. The truth, though, is that I wouldn't wear that hat to that kind of party. I would not because no, <laughs> because I, no, it's terrible advice. It's terrible advice. So awful. So awful. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'd also make sure it was like embroidered, too. Like I would yeah. I would make sure it's like a trilby specifically. No. <laughs> Listen, yes. here's I mean, here's the thing is is as we as we have discussed many times, parties are very difficult. In fact, my show, I should give everybody the title. There's a possibility they might be able to make it available online at some point, but 
because they they recorded it there. So I may be able to to make that available. But the show was called The Introvert's Guide to Life, Leaving the House, Going to Parties and Having an Okay Time. And one of the things, the whole idea of the buttons and one of the things that sold the buttons was that that the idea was that, that one of the things that might make parties more better for everybody is if we all wore our 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 socialization type in the open so that like the extroverts could see could could see, you know, all, who their fellow extroverts are and the introverts could be with have make it aware that they're introverts. They wouldn't have to try to pretend that they're extroverts and the ambiverts can move back and forth between the groups. But like having like an introvert button, an extrovert could come and do that thing that we all would really like to have done at a party. And they just come over and they're like, you're with me for this party. And they just take you and then they become your social shield and you can like stand with them and nod during the small talk or whatever. But you feel like you're not like some kind of out of place person because you're with this extrovert. Anyway, that's the the whole idea of that. Phil Rickaby, making parties wholesome. <laughs> that's right. Somebody's got to. <laughs> Someone had to, and it was you. <laughs> well, all right. I think I think this is a good a good point to start, and I think that this is a you know we we didn't the last time we went on hiatus coming back was kind of rough, and this time I think that 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 so far I'm gonna you know just 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 because I'm we're gonna end it. I think we did okay. Such smooth sailing. There we go. <laughs> And we'll do this again. You'll hear from us, audience, in two weeks. And you'll, well, that means that you, the next episode you hear will be our I Will Die on This Hill episode. No, 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 no. That's not it's true. Not. No. That's not true. That's it's not major true life events, major yes. life changes. Major, life, major changes. life changes is the next episode. So, two weeks after that will be I Will Die on This Hill. And you're not going to want to miss that one. You, won't want to miss either of them, but <laughs> all right, Jess, it's a pleasure to be doing this again with you. You too, sir. <laughs> ¶¶